Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Hello friends, and welcome to a new era of Her Ice, the girls high school hockey podcast. I am your host today with a little bit of a raspy Barry White voice. I am Peter Odney. I'm here with my dear friend and cohort, Todd Hauk. Todd, we're using some new equipment today. Hopefully this solves our volume issues and our lack of creativity. You know, as I was preparing for this, I had a, I had a dream, Peter. The dream was that we could have a podcast for all young skaters out there dreaming to be that high school player that they've been dreaming of. And as that dream has come true, the podcast gods have come through and they've helped us through. So hope you're going to stay afloat with us as we are in a brand new world with some great technology, which we're excited about our brand new podcast machine, which has helped the boys and now it's gent and the girl side. But besides that, Hey, um, Welcome to 2020. This is our first podcast. This is episode number seven of our second season of Her Ice. Uh, this is where we chat about players, games, hot topics, anything related to the coolest game on ice, even though we have the coolest machine on the planet. We're going to have too much fun. Way too buttons. much fun. There's going to be stuff coming out of this machine that you're not ready for. But anyway, uh, we're broadcasting, and I'm sorry, podcasting live from Studio 1A here at the YHH office, where it is not sunny, it is not warm, but it still is better than uh, the frozen tundra here in Minnesota. <laughs> Our proud sponsor this week for Her Ice is... Uh, Sniper's Edge. You know, we just came Woo. through the Christmas season, and everybody was getting some of their Sniper's Edge gear, and we had promotions. But don't forget about them because you might have missed out on that. I know there may not be promotions, but uh, Sniper's Edge still has a lot of great products out there for you, uh, working on your slap shot, working on your um, your puck handling. So make sure and visit snipersedgehockey.com to find out what other uh, sports equipment and resources they have to make you the best pond hockey, beer hockey, <laughs> youth hockey, high school hockey uh, gal that you can be. So let's uh, let's get the party continuing with uh, – we've been off for like a couple weeks. The, I know. Ho- the holidays threw us off because we had the Wednesdays was the holidays. Wednesday fell on New Year's Day. Fell on Christmas Day. Okay, Christmas Day. Uh, but we had some shocks. So let's, uh, let's talk about those three shockers since the last time we – uh, we're on the podcast, Peter. Man, we got some mad shockers. Some up in big here. shockers. I think some of the biggest shockers, obviously, two of them were the big ones up there at the Herb Brooks, aka the old Schwan Super Rink. So the the big shockers, obviously, is the the Blake Bears going down not just once, but twice. Oof. To not monster programs, but decent programs. Don't get me wrong. Holy Family is definitely a decent program. Has definitely been on our watch. Uh, the last couple months, so it's not a, not a shock shock, but still. What if I told you one of the top five programs in girls' high school hockey would lose to two unranked teams? Oh, wow, that was scary. I know. I just used. To, I scared myself with that, that one. That was super so scary. Blake falling to Rogers five to three, and Holy Family five to one. Oh my! What is going on in Blakeland? Mind you, they were missing. A key component. A.W. was not there. Audrey. That's Audrey Weatherington. But still, the point is, even if your number one or one of your top players is gone, 
still should have been doing okay during the holiday season. Usually they kind of whip through that. So um, a big shocker for Rodgers to beat Blake in as well. Then the next day, all of a sudden, Holy Family goes up to Blaine and does the exact same thing to Blake and kind of puts him down. So that was kind of a shocker. Another big shocker that came a little afterwards, I think it was as the, the year became. this weekend. Yeah, it was. It was like Saturday. So it was still during the, so we'll call that the first shocker of the year. Yeah. <laughs> was the uh, uh, one single A. Breck Mustangs defeating the one double A. That's a ranking plus the <laughs> plus the, the class. The league they're in the class. Uh Andover. So that was a kind of a shocker there. So Breck scores four goals in the second period. Andover is up two to nothing. Two donuts. After the first. The Mustangs coming all the way back. Sarah Peterson, thirty saves on thirty four shots. She outduels Andover's Amanda Pelkey. But you know Heavens. That, that's what sometimes a holiday and I and I I take it because, mind you, we just got done being part of a peewee tournament last weekend on the boys' side for YHH. But it, you kind of look at these teams where you have to play a game after game after game. And it's as much as we say these, these uh, I don't say professional athletes, but these high school gals, they can handle it. They're great teams. They, they're, but you have to go back to back to back, especially at the uh, – I almost said Swans again. <laughs> at the Herb Brook where you it's have to play. It's going to take some time to get used to it. Well, you have to play back to back to back games. So is, is great condition there. We have to remember they are kids and they are teenagers and – you have to be up for all three days in a row. So that is a lot of hockey for some of those kids. That is a lot of hockey for it some is. of those kids. So I'm not trying to make excuses, but I'm saying we have to put in perspective, like we looked at some of the peewees, you're like, oh, come, how come so-and-so didn't play as well? And so how come so-and-so? It's like, well, those kids are playing four games five in three days. And three some are days. playing five if they're in the in the championship on, on a 24-team um, bracket. So, <clears throat> But New Year, Breck's got AW back, so I think their next game. Blake's like, got AW back. Yes. What did I say? Breck. Did I say Breck? Okay. We got Breck on the brain, man. I got Breck in the Blaine, but Breck. I Blaine. <laughs> <laughs> but Breck did not play in Blaine, but Blake played in Blaine, and um, no, Blake's got Farmington yeah. on yeah. Friday night, so the Bears will look to bounce back. They will be, and Farmington will not be an easy task. I think uh, the good old South Suburban is going to be a key task or a key game for Blake if they're going to jump back into, which I, I know they will. It's just a question of when they're going to jump back in. All right, exactly. speaking of jumping, let's jump into those. Uh, we haven't talked about the top ten in a while. It's been like a couple weeks. There's so um, much to change. There has been a lot of changes. So, Peter, why don't you give, let's give a little review on the top ten. Uh, let's start with the double A and see how the Blakes have changed and the Andover in your top 10. Uh, we've got Edina moves up to number one. They've won 16 straight since losing to Andover Yawn. in the opening game. Andover only drops to number two. I know there might be some people saying, well, you lost to a Glass A program. Why don't you drop any farther? No. This team is too talented to drop any farther. It'll still be Edina and Andover rotating between one and two probably for the rest of the year. Three, Minnetonka. No surprise there. Four, Forest Lake. They get Rachel Golnitz back from Team USA, and they've had some time to heal and rest. They had a, a long, a long break uh, since December 21st. They had almost two weeks off. Number five, Eden Prairie. Number six, Maple Grove. Those two teams have been right next to each other the entire time. Uh, Blake drops to number seven. They, you know, losing to two unranked teams, they could have dropped farther. But like Andover, I think they're, the Bears are just too talented to um, be knocked down any further. Number eight, Rozo. Rams look good. They won three out of four the last two weeks. Uh, Holy Family at number nine. They are back in the rankings. I believe they were in the preseason top ten. And uh, the Fire pick up a pair of signature wins that the program has really needed uh, coming into their own 
as a as a program in general. And then Hill Murray rounds out our top ten at number ten. But Hill Murray's kind of clinging to that ten spot. They're not. They don't have a clinch. They're just kind of. I'll put it this way: There's twenty teams that are kind of hovering around the top ten. But uh, still, that's a that's a that's a good bunch of, uh, of teams there in, in that part. And it was kind of funny because as soon as you're talking about that Rose, and I was thinking of the games last night. Well, Rose had the big matchup last night against Warroad. and lost and lost in a. So in a, they'll probably drop a it little could bit. Bounce a couple. It kind of depends on what uh, what the fire and the Hill Murray does this week, and then um, so they could stay in that spot. But still, I think Rose, agreeing with you, I think Rose is still a top ten. Yeah, at, at mean, worst, a top fifteen team. Giving for sure. up giving up nine goals in a game to a Class 1A opponent, even if that Class 1A opponent is warrowed. Surrendering nine goals doesn't uh, doesn't look good on the resume. No, it doesn't. But, hey, that's where we go back to the uh, the drawing board and seeing what we can come back from that one. So, all right, so let's shift uh, gears just a smidge. Uh, let's talk about the singles, as I like to call them. The singles. Single A's. Obviously, Blake. we've got the not Blake in Blaine, <laughs> but this is Breck over and over. Yep. Who still oh. sits at number one? Breck. I don't think Breck will ever leave number one at this point. World at number two. They've been there since last year. Uh, Proctor Hermantown moves up to three after beating number ten to a Hill Murray. Uh, Cloquet takes over the number four spots and starting the year one and two. The Lumberjacks, I believe, have won. When I at the time that I wrote this, they'd won twelve straight. Now but they've last won night thirteen straight. They beat. Superior last night. So that for the puts, Lumber Jills. We'll talk about them in a little bit. And Mound West Honka rounds out our Class 1A rankings at number five after losing to Delano. I was kind of a little shocked when I saw Proctor Hermantown was 9-8, and eight, which I know is a the the record can be a little misleading. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're looking at top five teams. should be like, oh, gosh, it should be you know at least winning three fourth-year games or five sixth-year games. So I was a little thrown off by the – but the Mirage, or I like to call them the Railhawks, <laughs> which I like to call them. The Railhawks. The Railhawks. See, Proctor Rails, Hermantown. Railhawks. It's a new it's term. Fair, fair enough. But I was just curious to listen to your oh, my your, reasoning? your take on the 9-8 and eight Mirage being still in that top five, okay, even so though we know that single A has been a, a goofy five for sure. Part of it is they have virtually everybody back from last year's team that finished, um, I believe third, third in yes. the Class 1A state tournament. But let's look at their eight losses. So one of them to Cloquet, ranked number four. One to South St. Paul, which has been hovering on the top five all yep. season. They lost by one to Breck in November. They lost by four to Edina, by four to Blake, by two to Benilde St. Margaret's, and by three to Andover. So the losses that the Mirage have suffered have been against quality 2A opponents, which will certainly pay dividends as they seem to be on a bit of a collision course with Cloquet, Esco, Carlton in the 7-1A playoffs. Goodness, that is, when you break down that schedule, that is a... That's a brutal schedule. That is a brutal schedule. That's that's part of it, though. That's what, uh, that's what programs do in Class 1A. If they want to be competitive at the end of the year, they play a, a just a... A harrowing regular season schedule against the best two A and one A talent they can find. But also, mind you, that at that level, I mean, and they play in actually in the same conference per se conference with Cloquesco yeah. Carlton, which we're going to talk about. But who else is in that conference? It's Duluth Marshall and then the Duluth Northern Stars. Mm-hmm. So they got to get a their non conference schedule has to be humongous, and they know they got to drive any place, and they're probably figuring, well, let's just go to the cities. Just who wants to play us? They get used to that drive. Yeah, they get used to the drive down to down to the metro area. For uh, sure. Duluth hung around with them, though. I mean, Proctor Hermantown only beat Duluth by one 
they outshot him 42 to 18, but still kudos to Duluth, which has had kind of a rough season to hang around with a with a team like the Mirage. Oh yeah, easily, easily like that. Sure. Well, let's uh, let's stay with that same uh, that same conference, and we're talking about Cloquet Esco Carlton uh, for the the duels of the fans out there. We're just going to call them the Cloquet or the Lumberjills because Lumber I keep saying CEC. Or Cloquet Esco Carlton, <laughs> my brain might just fall out of my head because it's it's a mouthful. But hey, the reason they're on my my watch out for list, not that we haven't forgot about them, but they have been scorching hot the last well, let's just say thirteen games. So they are in a thirteen game winning streak. So currently their record, they are sitting right now is at fourteen and two. So it means they started one and two, like Peter had said. They won the last thirteen in a row. Why? Number one <laughs> has been their scoring. Two main key cogs of that, Taylor Nelson, which everybody knew about her. I call her T-Swift. T-Swizzle last year, but she is definitely doing She's got 22 goals, 13 assists, leading the team in points. The other key uh, cog, which just happens to be the number two scorer on the team, is Kiana Bender. She has been on fire late. she got 20 goals, 12 assists on the season. That's a great one-two tandem for the scoring punch. Mind you, you got to put the puck in net. That's how you get games won. But it also depends on your defense. Why is Carlton, Esco, Cloquet, which I just said backwards, some weirdness, is their, gold, okay. their goaltenders. And they're not forced to just look at one goaltender with all the minutes. They are relying on both their goaltenders. And they're both pretty much even time in the net. First, we'll start with the senior, Lauren Maslowski, who's 6-1, and one, who's got a goals allowed of uh, 0.86, phenomenal. Save percent is 9.32. She has three shots in the season. Right there, you're like, ooh, those are pretty nice numbers. One of the other gal that works with is freshman Aurea Kaminsky, who's 8-1, and one, has got a 1.78 GAA, and she has a save percentage of 8.95. So both together, now you're looking at a great why they've got 13 wins in a row because they've been scoring and they've got great goaltending, which is stopping everything that they're doing. So one big reason why the Lumberjills are definitely one to watch out for as we come down the pike. And you know what that says to me is that their goaltenders are going to be fresh for the rest oh, of the season. Gosh, you don't, if you don't have one girl carrying all of the minutes, you know, the general wear and tear that comes along with playing high school hockey in the state of Minnesota, it's uh, Lauren and Ar- Araya. I hope, I hope we're saying I go with Araya is what Araya. I'm going with. Yep. Hopefully they'll be fresh for the playoffs. One more player that I want to mention from Cloquet Esco Carlton, Dia or Dea De Leon. She leads the team in assists with 23. She's got five goals to go along with the 23 helpers, um, the key distribution master oh. for the Lumber Jills. You know what we glossed over? What we we gloss? skipped our USA returners. Oh, we did. No. We'll swing back. We'll, we'll, swing, we'll back. swing back. We'll, we'll swing mention back. it. We'll mention them close. Don't fret about that. Don't fret about that. <laughs> All right, another team I want you to watch out for now. Before we've been talking about the South Suburban Conference, believe it or not, I want to say it, it probably is my favorite conference to watch. Yeah. Even though I don't have a horse in the race in that one, There's but a lot it's of parody. Fun to watch because you get a team that's up there and they're doing well, and then another team comes along. For example, last night, Apple Valley. We've talked about over and over. They have the the Moran sisters. Last night, they go to Farmington, and they lose to Farmington 4-3. Mm-hmm. Burnsville slowly, slowly is creeping up. They get a 2-1 win last night. Now they're popping up in that third spot. So a key piece we want to talk that we kind of f- forgot about or haven't talked much about is East View. Ooh. That's right. East Lightning View. Lightning strikes. Now they have been uh, not super f- on fire like Cloquet has, but they have been just as much in fire. So right now they're on a 8 Game, unbeaten streak. Nice. There's six wins, zero losses, and two ties. 
within that streak. So this is basically the last time they actually lost a game was December 7 against Burnsville, another South Suburban rival. Uh, main keys of what's been keeping the Lightning on top and on fire. And the funny thing is within that South Suburban, you look at the conference-wise, they're in the middle of the pack. But because they have the same, they got 4-2 and two is their conference record. They're in the middle of the pack because there's Shockabee 4-2. Lakeville South is 4-1. Burnsville is 4-1. So it's just right in the mix of there. Uh, is uh, sophomore uh, Avery Chesick, who got 18 goals and 9 assists to lead the team. And then also her counterpart is junior Michaela Kelly, who's got 13 goals and 14 assists. So those two key components have been pushing the Lightning up into the brackets with the winning and getting them on, keeping them on that 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 um, uh, winning streak, if I can say it, or non-losing streak, if Unbeaten. I can say it. Unbeaten. Now that's a better way to phrase it. Uh, another reason why is obviously goaltender, which I'm always defense wins championships. I don't care what sport you're playing. <laughs> but Lauren Johnson, who is the key cog in that for the Lightning, she currently is uh, leads the team. She's the main goalie, so it's of course she's going to lead the team. Uh, she is 10-3-1 and in the season, and she has goals allowed of 208, and her save percentage is 928. So, again, goal scoring and goaltending is keeping the East View right in the middle of the pack, but they're better than just middle of the pack, but because the South Suburban beats up each other, that's what we're seeing. But, hey, watch out for the Lightning. Let me say this about the South Suburban. If two points count for a win, every team except for one is within four wins of being in first place. Oh, it's crazy. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. Every it's It feels like if one team gets hot at the right time, they have a chance to overtake current leaders, Apple Valley and Farmington. I realized when I was reading those stats, I was reading their losses and their ties. <laughs> That's why it looked really stupid. But still, it's very close. So here it is. Let's talk about not really a parody, but here it is. Apple Valley, 8-3-0. Farmington, 8-3-0. Burnsville, 6-4-1. Lakeville South, 6-4-1. Shakopee, 5-4-2. Eastview, 5-4-2. Rosemont, five and six. Egan, four and six and one. Lakeville North, three, five and three. And then Lowly Prior Lake, who is winless on the season. Has not won in the conference. They've got one win on the season. But again, if you look at there, that top seven teams, I think I count the right top seven teams, they're all within six points, which is three wins in this ballgame. So definitely, we'll keep talking about it every single week. Until you get tired of it. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> well, you see that you can listen to me talk about Andover, Edina, and Blake again and again and again and again. Or and again. we talk about our favorite conference. All right, so all right, yeah. let's switch gears. Let's, instead of talking about team effort, let's talk about some players who have been blowing up lately. And I think this is one of my favorite things. We love talking about two of the three my fist bumps of the weekend. Of well, since last time I talked to you, actually, um, we talked about it once before. So I'm gonna save the best for last. That's I'm kind of excited about this one. So first of all, let's talk about Jenna Lowry. Everybody knows about Jenna Lowry. Peter actually got to watch for the first time. Miss Lowry, got to yes, Miss Lowry, yes, last went up night. to Chicago Lakes. She's a junior. She's a UMD commit, uh, and she is uh, doing great things. And the reason I want to bring her up is because kind of reading things, talk about you know players who've done well the last couple of weeks. Well, last week they had three games and she had eight points in three in three games. Not bad stats. She's just under three points a game. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. We know she's the, the go-to gal for them. They were part of the Herb Brooks Classic. But the stat that jumped out to me was she has got at least one point in every game this season except except December 3rd when they tied at Minneapolis 3-3. It's the only game this season that she has not recorded at least one point point that is called consistency she's not destroying people but she is consistently helping out on assists or she's getting goals so kudos to miss lowry as 
uh, she is definitely keeping Chicago Lakes in the mix as we get closer and closer to sections. Mm-hmm. Another player, which we've talked about once or twice, is uh, senior Olivia Williamson from Faribault. This is uh, your favorite. Faribault is one of your favorites. Uh, we've talked about her a handful of times. <laughs> now, I know people are going to rip a little bit and say, oh, my gosh, do we listen to 507 hockey again? And I know maybe the schedules aren't the same down there, but I want to talk about the, the mind-blowing numbers that she has thrown up. We talked about uh, Hannah Corneliuson up in World. State leader in scoring. But Olivia is right behind her when it comes to points. So, But the point that I want to jump out to is within um, her last seven games, she has had at least two points in at least her last seven games. And the last seven games, she has averaged 3.7 points a game. Wow. So she is exploding down there. She's killing her right now. She's had games where she's got four assists. She's got games where she's got four. So she obviously, she is their big fish. Don't get me wrong. If she goes down... Faribault goes down. There's no doubt about it. But, again, I want to recognize that Miss Williamson is doing amazing things. She is a Brown commit, so not only are we recognizing that she's an amazing player down there, but obviously Brown University knows that she's a good player as well. Welcome so, to the Ivy League. That she is. So uh, now I'm saving my best for last. This one I'm super excited about because we always love giving goalie love, even though I <laughs> never had a goalie in my family, never known a goalie in my family, but it's still awesome. So uh, Grace Glassroot, she's from Delano, Rockford. Last week, they defeated Mound West Tonka by the score of one to nothing. Yes, they did. All right. In that game, she had 53 saves. That's right. Five, three. Shutting down Mound West Tonka, which is not an easy task. The other side of it is uh, Delano Rockford has four wins on the season. Mm-hmm. All four wins have been shutouts. <laughs> Six of her games, Miss Glassford has this year. Have been, she's had six games of 50 saves or more. So she is doing, I know the the numbers don't show there, but I thought that was just amazing to read about her a little bit how she's had great save games. She's had four shutouts, which happens to be the the four wins. They may not have the offensive punch, but she definitely does her job for Delano Rockford to help keep them within the mix. And so congratulations to the fist bump to uh, Grace Glassroot, also to Jenna Lowry and Olivia Williamson for this week of her ice. I would also like to offer a fist bump to Bo Marchwick, who does a lot of work for Elite Prospects. for sure. January 4th, he tweeted out about Grace Glassroot, breaking down a lot of the stats that we just broke down. Uh, Looks like Grace is committed to Aurora. So hats off to Bo for... uh, for keeping everybody on their toes with the number breakdown. I'm going to knock that down. Aurora commit. Awesome. Aurora. All right. Here we are, that, uh, the time of the podcast where we like to throw a subject and we do a little face-off. So face-off. dropping off uh, the subject in front of us, and then we do a little face-off. We like to chat about it. Either we'll argue or just take sides. Uh, but the piece I wanted to throw out there is because we talked about, oh, we were supposed to come back to this. This is perfect timing. This is perfect timing. Let's swing it back can, up to the can... USA team, uh, U18, USA team that was victorious overseas. Go for gold. Go for gold. We can, we can tick off the, the nine Minnesota high school products who played for Team USA. Katie Davis from Edina. Maggie Nicholson from Minnetonka. Rory Gilday also from Minnetonka. Audrey Wethington from Blake. Rachel Golnitz, Forest Lake. Danny Bergen, Chisago Lakes. Brenna Furman, Farmington. Peyton Hep, Andover. And she doesn't play girls high school hockey, but she is a product of the state of hockey. Skylar Vetter, who plays for the boys team at Lakeville North. She was outstanding throughout this tournament. So our sincere congratulations to the nine Minnesota girls and all of the women on the Team USA under-18 
2018 team, bringing home the gold, proving once again that the United States is the dominant force in women's hockey. Thank you. You're welcome. So here's my question. Let's face off. <laughs> here's my question that I want to face off with you. I know we get jacked up, and we know it's an opportunity opportunity for these gals mind you we see the same thing on the boys but it's a different level because it's older yeah but here we are halfway through the high school season and it's all right we're taking nine girls off your high school teams and we're taking and mind you there's tryout sessions so i know you try to you're trying to figure out your tryouts and i'm sure the coaches out team usa mm-hmm. went through and said i want so and so and so and so and so and so and they might have a tryout they might not they may just say they may go, her books should go, yeah. uh, there's a 20 I want. <laughs> they might. I don't know. But what I'm, I'm looking at is how much, how that affects the season as you're just getting plucked from your high school team to go overseas, which I know is a, a, a great commitment, and it's, a, it's an honor to be picked. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to get picked. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I want to go to Bratislava. For sure. But how much that affects the high school team going, you're taking – my bet because they're not just taking scrubs; they're taking the cream of the crop here. Your top line girls. You're taking your best goaltender, your best defense, and here you are, Blake. Mind you, it was only one player, but how much it affects you. So my question is, and I know the rest of the world doesn't say like, "Oh, hold on, let's just let's just wait for the Minnesota season to be over." They're just like, "Here we are. We do this every single year in the middle of the year." So what's the scoop? I, I, I'm looking for it. I don't know if I'm an answer, but is it right to be pulling right in the middle of the season and you know just get plopped out and then plop back in? Um, I mean, I think it's it's a, a little bit of a bummer for the teams that lose the players because obviously they're losing probably their best player or one of their best players. But I think that the the exposure and the reward of playing on a national stage, like playing for Team USA in the at the Women's World Championships, I think that far outweighs. Uh, winning a, a high school regular season game. I think that most coaches who have had success in the postseason at a high level will tell you that the regular season, um, while important, is more important for figuring out line combinations and building team chemistry and sort of seeing who rises to the occasion and who might play more of a supporting role. I think they're more focused on using the regular season for those aspects as opposed to, you know, going 25 and 0. So if a if a program has to sacrifice going 25 and 0 to send one of their best players overseas to wear the red, white and blue, uh, I'd say go for it. So here's the other side of it, not to be a devil's advocate, but let's say and I know this has happened to NHL. I can't remember what year it was. I want to say it was the year that it's going to happen again. It was in Russia, I think is when the Olympics were in Russia where they were, you know, they take the the, you know, NHL guys and mm-hmm. sure enough an NHL guy was in a Olympic game and he got injured. I think he broke I think he broke his leg or or tore his ACL or something yeah, like something. that. And so now NHL teams like my property is broken in a sense. You've you've borrowed my 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 player. Now they come back broken. So now I've got a hole to right. to take off. So there's that side of it. Like, you know, I know, and you're looking at you don't expect injuries. You don't look at the injuries and say like, what if? Um, but there's the other side of it too, where you go, and these girls get like no break in the action. They're going from yeah. full scale, especially if you're coming from Minnetonka or you're coming from Blake, it's full scale hockey, hockey, hockey. And all of a sudden you're getting that long plane ride and now it's hockey, hockey, hockey. Now you're coming back. I mean, I mind you, the level's a little different, obviously, but now, I mean, is there a Some of them are hopping off the plane and going right to the arena. Well, they totally are. It's not like there's like, hey, Audrey, would you take Sunday off and then we'll see you Monday? No, no, I'm fine. No. <laughs> you're going, so like there's that burnt out factor which possible. The locker room. So I'm just... 
I'm just looking at that. There's the burnt out piece of it, and then also the, the risk of injury. And you're putting your your team, your the high school team, and your friends in. And I know the opportunity is there. You got to jump on the opportunity, but just the devil's advocate saying, like, holy cow, there's the chance, the risk of you know getting burnt out, and and you know he tweaks something over there, and then you come back to the states, and you're like, well, Audrey hasn't been the same since she was over in Botslava because she tweaked her knee on yeah. you know third meaningless game in the pool play. But I mean, you could tweak your knee in a meaningless True. high school regular season game. Oh, you from totally a competitive can. standpoint, I would rather get hurt playing in the gold medal game oh. against Team Canada. From a recruiting standpoint, I would rather get hurt in a regular season game because then you can kind of massage the message and control how much information is released. If somebody gets really hurt on an international stage and you're watching a live stream of it or you're watching it on television, what have you, then everybody knows that you're really hurt. If you get really hurt i'm using air quotes you can't see it because it's a podcast but if you get really hurt in a regular season game then you can um downplay the level of severity true or you can do the old it's a lower body injury yeah lower lower body injury upper body injury and then you then you push a button and it adds emphasis to the injury itself (laughs) there's one of those buttons i'm sure that would emphasize uh in injury yes yeah you might be seeing you might be seeing stars no that one's because injuries aren't funny What's the? Is that the injury one? That's a spooky one. I'll use that one. That's a. That's a spooky one. There it is. A, you, like you're punching like at your iPad. I well, you know what? I want to make sure that we put this new machine. All right, its paces for sure, for sure. All right, hey, speaking of paces, let's uh, let's continue paces. Whoa! Hey, it still works. Still works. <laughs> uh, let's jump to our favorite uh, our favorite uh, part of the podcast. Is my favorite part. Trace questions. I think we say that all the time, don't we? Questions des trace. All right. So this is a chance where we ask Peter three questions. There could be quick questions. It could be elongate. It's I'm his so questions. Ready for this? He wants to answer them however he wants to. So first question, Peter, is everybody wants to know about Peter. Yeah. Which is your favorite pretzel? Hard pretzels or soft pretzels? Uh, it depends on a lot of different factors. Like at an arena, it would be. A soft pretzel They're with wonderful. nacho cheese. Of course. If it's just a pretzel in general, it's Dots pretzels. Oh, how about, by far. How about Bavarian pretzels? No, it's okay. Dots pretzels. How about Bavarian no, pretzels? No, it's no, hard stop. With no. Mustard? No. Dots. Add a, add a dots. Pick up a bag of Dots, You're have four of them, and tell me if you can put them down. <laughs> no, I know you can't because they're addictive. And they're from North Dakota, which is your home state. Yes. So you're... Privately... I mean, it's the best it. thing North Dakota's ever done was Dots pretzels. Flickertail? Nope, I don't. I don't even care that they play hockey in Grand Forks. I just care about the dots pretzels. Okay, all right. I do agree with them. I do like the soft pretzels a little bit more than the snacking pretzels. But if you get a good German restaurant that has Bavarian pretzels, you get a really nice gooey, like beer ooey cheese. beer cheese. Drops the nacho cheese to the side. You get a good beer cheese with a Bavarian pretzel. Trust me, you'll never go back to dots again. Question number two. <laughs> Soup. It is soup season because today that we woke up this morning, walked the dog. Like three degrees. It was one degree, so I walked the pooch. What is your favorite type of soup? Oh man, uh, it it depends on the season. Oh, you I'm say a, that I'm every a, time. I know depends. because it does. It depends on this. It does because so much of sports radio. We're not sports radio, but so we're much close. of sports talk shows have become pick a side and only live on that side. Mm. I'm a huge fan of a lobster bisque. Ooh. If I'm on the East Coast. Right. But if I had to pick just an everyday soup to go with, it would be a uh, tomato. Just a really hearty tomato. Maybe throw a little basil in there. A little black pepper. I like it with a big, thick grilled cheese. I'd prefer to watch The Breakfast Club while eating that bowl of soup. Yes. Uh, it just feels like 
an 80s movie with some tomato soup feels like the ultimate comfort afternoon. I think I might do that as soon as we leave. We I, will get some tomatoes. I will go on the cream side, too. I do like cream of broccoli, cream yes. of mushroom. Good, good homemade cream of mushroom is a phenomenal soup. Yes. Uh, so and versatile. And don't forget about clam chowder. You get a good clam chowder Love with real clam, clam on there. Phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. All right. Last question. Are you a khakis guy or are you a jeans guy? Neither. Really? No. You see these pants, Dad? Uh, see these pants? I see them. You you know how often I wear these? Uh, <laughs> well, uh, since uh, we really should say your nickname is... Johnny yeah. Cash? I've called you Johnny Cash many times <laughs> because he's... Because I only wear black. Uh, right now I'm wearing a pair of chinos. Oh, chinos. Which they were they were 40 bucks. I've worn them every, probably every day. I have three pairs of these exact pants in navy, black, and khaki colored. Wonderful. But they're incredibly comfortable. They're inexpensive. So if, and they're readily available. They're from Abercrombie and Fitch. I can't believe I just admitted to that. You did. On a podcast. So I'm not a, I'm not a khakis or a jeans guy. I'm a chino guy. So chinos in his dots. You heard that first, folks. Chino pants, tomato soup, dots pretzels. All right. Well, there's your Valentine's date you're going to have with Peter. If uh, you're interested, <laughs> hit him up on Twitter at YHH. But no, hey, don't. folks, speaking of hitting it up, uh, I think it's come to that part of the show where we're past that part of the show. I know. Well, we're rolling a, right It's now. been a great show. We talked about a lot of good things. We had a lot of stuff to get to. It's been we a brand missed new you. We, we missed you we guys did. so much. We did. So, hey, next year, next week we can get back to We'll get back to Swing of Things, talk about some games or hot uh, and do all the good stuff. So, hey, let's uh, make sure and thank everybody around you, whether they've done something nice for you this year or coming up. Be positive and be. Be good to each other. And uh, I'd like to thank Peter for his knowledge of being good to me today, for sure, because he's super smart. And this is Todd Hulk. I'd like to thank you for listening to Her Ice because it's not it's, his ice. No, it's not. Because the, the women win gold. Yes, they what do. What do the men do? Get knocked out in prelims. They do. But, hey, we'll talk about that on his ice. Oh, wait, there is no his ice. <laughs> anyway, hey, take care, 20. take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool